welcome back to the Slow Growth Podcast. This episode is called, What is Life Really About? Imagine the Earth right now. It's flying through space in circles around the sun, which itself is flying around the galaxy, which itself is flying toward another galaxy, both of which are part of a bigger cluster of galaxies moving in some direction in the universe. And at this point, we stop being able to even really talk about it because the scale is so big that our minds don't exactly explode but blow a tire. So why imagine all this? To remind us that we have no control over any of that. Now let's zoom in on Earth for a second. Everything on the planet is moved by weather patterns. Forces of nature rule all life. Groups of living things, further, exist in webs, transferring energy by eating each other, reproducing offspring, etc. Each organism is itself an entire ecosystem of organs, cells, and other organisms like bacteria, each of which is competing and collaborating with countless others. The chemical and electrical events in the body generally follow the laws of chemistry and physics, but because of quantum uncertainty, they may be partially random. So why imagine all this? Because at the most fundamental levels, both smallest and biggest, nowhere is there any evidence that we have control over our own lives, despite the fact that it feels like we do. Further, at the end of our lives, we can't take anything with us. Certainly not our possessions or how we look, maybe not our memories or anything else. So what does this tell us? That all we ever have is existence in some present moment. If this life is to be worth anything, the only sensible way to live is to maximize our ability to experience each present moment we have fully. Now, like many people I've discussed this with, you might be thinking something along the lines of, so what, you're saying people should just commit horrific crimes, do all the drugs they can find, live only for pleasure in the moment and say screw everything else? My response to anyone offering that slippery slope fallacy is, why do you assume that intensity is what it means to live in the moment? The assumption in this purge-like scenario is that deep down, humans are basically lazy, greedy, and violent. I addressed this falsity in the episode called Why Most People Can't Keep Up With Slow Growth. But even aside from that, the idea of attaining presence through extreme experiences is ridiculous because it discounts what experience is fundamentally built on. Sensation. You must be able to sense something to experience it. And sensation requires sensitivity. Sensitivity changes as a result of experience. The more intense a sensation is, the more it causes your sensitivity to decrease. You get numb to be able to handle intense sensations. This makes you less able to experience normal, subtle sensations and experiences, i.e. less able to experience the majority of present moments, which, while stuffed to the crust with all varieties of aliveness, do not usually include intense experiences. 
All present moments are naturally filled with infinite subtle details buzzing and swirling within and around us. What the brain naturally does is make each moment about something in particular. It creates a specific story in each moment, either about that moment or about the past or future, usually relating to you. So let's consider the idea of going nuts on some intense experience. Perhaps it's skydiving, or gambling, or drugs, sex, or bare-knuckle boxing, or sword fighting. You may temporarily feel like, oh yeah, now I'm really living. But these intense experiences actually just spotlight one aspect of the moment that happens to make you feel a certain way. Maybe it's euphoric. Maybe it's thrilling. That's great. However, if you begin to think that those are the best feelings, and that true freedom in life means having constant access to those feelings, or any particular feelings, you have fully lost the ability to be present. When not experiencing those special sensations, you'll chase after them, ignoring other experiences. When experiencing them, you'll try to prolong them at the expense of everything else. But everything else is where you actually find presence. So, hopefully we've gotten over the so-called live fast, die young idea of living in the present. Let's summarize and get back to the point. To experience means to sense. Sensing requires sensitivity. Sensitivity is diminished by extreme sensations, like violence, drugs, loud music, which make it harder to sense subtle things and reinforce the perception that you need extreme experiences to truly feel alive, which makes you even less sensitive, in a cyclic fashion. In the other direction, sensitivity is increased by subtle sensations, like silence, darkness, ticklishness, which make it easier to sense other subtle things, taking away the feeling that you need any sensation in particular to truly feel alive. Sensitivity not extremity, allows you to attain full presence, in the cosmic sense. Presence happens most easily when you're not doing anything in particular, but rather non-doing, accepting things within and around you as they are, and observing them as they change. Each present moment is extremely complex, filled to the brim with living movement, if you are slow, quiet, and sensitive enough to notice it. The present moment is not defined by any one particular aspect of itself, as your brain might have you believe. Fully experiencing even a single present moment means being aware of its scattered wholeness, its perpetual self-genesis, an untouchable yet unavoidable vapor. If this life is the only one you have, as far as you can tell, then each moment all the things you think, feel, observe, and do are always new and always worthy. Being able to deeply believe in this novelty and worthiness, remember it, and act from a place of gratitude for simply having each experience in and of itself is the only thing that makes any sense to strive for in the small collection of moments each of us has. Anything else is basically a continuous procrastination of experience. The postponing of pleasant immersion in this present moment because we hope that such pleasant immersion will be given to us in the future. 
The common implicit refrain is, maybe if I suffer enough now, dot, dot, dot. So, now, this may be overwhelming. I get it. This might seem like if you can't be present whenever you try, you're wasting your life. The thing is, you are always present in some sense, since life only ever happens now. This philosophical line of questioning is only meant to bring emphasis to the fact that it's too easy to justify our suffering now because we have some belief that we will be rewarded with the ability to enjoy the present moment later. But the more we train ourselves in this way, the less practiced we become in feeling this present moment, the less able we become to enjoy such rewards, even if and when they do come. They will be, after all, present moments just like this one. The best part of all this is, here's the solution, and it's very tiny. You ready? Pause. Take a breath and a single moment of non-doing. That's it. Even one of these moments means you've fulfilled the purpose of life, i.e., noticing that you're alive. The more you take these minute being breaks, the less suffering you feel right away. And because they're so tiny, they don't undermine your ability to do the work that you hope will bring you rewards later. But if you sprinkle these droplets of non-doing into your day, they can have monumentally positive results with almost zero added effort. Don't worry about doing any particular number of them. Trust yourself. Just do one whenever you remember to. And notice how it feels to simply be alive. <laughs>